0: Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to My Magical Cottagecore Life. Today we're going to do something different. We're going to do a series of rapid-fire episodes. So, if you're catching this on the day of, it'll feel weird because you know I usually stagger them out. But if you're catching them later, you won't notice how quickly these episodes are released. And that's okay. So today's episode is about my great lamb's quarter caper. Now when I say the lamb's quarter caper, I don't mean capers and lamb's quarter, although that could be an interesting combination. Oh no, I mean, I'm going to tell you about how I watched, waited, and harvested some wild lamb's quarter and how I cooked it. So let's get ready to start. Go to your green, you know, as far as your green gardening, your wild foraging, or your cooking section of your book of stuff, and let's get started. In the background of the podcast today, it is quite possible that you will hear wind chimes and birds and wind so just to give you an idea of why that is and a rocking chair i am in the backyard area of my garden and it is a beautiful little cove it's not quite as lush as it used to be as the park manager the land manager And landlord where I live decided they wanted to thin out the area which is why we had to say goodbye to my giant gooseberry and my courant but it's still adequate to give a nice respite from the heat and prying eyes to a point so that's what you're hearing I'm surrounded by foliage and flowers and birds and trees and bushes And a cherry plum and beautiful ornamental cherry tree, plum trees, and a grapevine. So let your imagination run wild. The sage is flowing like a wave of water as the wind blows against it. The purple flowers looking graceful as all get out. So this is a great day to do a series of episodes. And let's talk about the lamb's quarter caper. Now, next door to me, we used to have a neighbor who had a proliferation, if you will, of lamb's quarters, or goosefoot, as I like to call it, because that is the colloquial name, although some people call it fat hen, but again, we talk about Latin names here, so we're going to go back to the lamb's quarter, and they used to kind of control it, hold it back, but once they moved away, their house was torn down. Well, that's fine, and I've been waiting and watching, knowing that this year would be the year that the Lamb's Quarter could grow unchecked, and my waiting has paid off. You see, with the lack of aggressive management and the fact that there's no longer as many shady areas... The Lamb's Quarter has just become riotous and prolific. You know, just adding a little sun can make a big difference. And speaking of which, today's music is brought to us from Kevin MacLeod in Competech, Adding the Sun. Okay, I, I had to put that in there. But, yeah, it has gotten outrageously, outrageously dense. And so... After waiting for the last couple of months for them to get some height, it began to appear as if there were small forests of lamb's quarter over there. And of course, you know, as nature will, there is a control element that has been drawn to it that was also eyeing my lamb's quarter, my prize, my... Precious. There is now a groundhog in the area. It's only a matter of time before the groundhog, because it's young, so it doesn't know yet, but before the groundhog actually discovers this patch. So I had to race against time. So once it got to where it was about at my hip, I struck. We have seen the enemy. And it is furry. I saw it come out several times from underneath someone else's home and I was wondering why it didn't detect the lamb's quarter and I can only surmise that it doesn't know that it's food yet but that's okay because I know that it's food. So the other night in the gloaming when the time between the sun of the day and the bloom of the night happened I took my small kitchen scythe and I went over there and I exacted a terrible reaping. I just took it all. I chopped off the heads as if I were lopping off some sort of offensive invading army but with love because I sung to it while I did it and I didn't take it all nor did I cut it down to the ground. I just took enough. Just enough. To make sure that I could provide a good meal for my needs and that's what I did and while doing so I noticed that there were many leaves that were infested with aphids well I'm not about to let a few aphids get in the way of a good meal I was very careful you know I disposed of the um, infested leaves properly and responsibly and after that washed everything washed it again and plucked the leaves because i don't really want to eat the stalks uh in what i was making that night and then once that was done i decided now it's time to eat my stealthy games once the stems and the stalks were removed Okay, okay, that was bad. That was bad. That was bad. But once I got rid of all of the parts I didn't want to eat, I transferred my leafy gain to a small pan. And when I say a pan, I mean a skillet. You know, I know people they when they hear pan, they think iron, or they sometimes think stainless steel. In this particular case, I transferred it directly to a skillet because. I have a young child here, well okay, I take it back, she just graduated high school. She's young to me, she's my baby, but anyway, but I have a young person here, and I'm always worried about her iron, because we tend to run anemic. So because of that, I cook as much as I can in skillets, because cooking in an iron skillet actually will transfer some of the iron to the person. Well hello Mr. Robin, how are you? I see you enjoy my bird bath, get your bath on. Okay, and um, so that's what I did. I put it in there, and I also put in some garlic, uh, a packet of vegetable broth, and some pepper, some salt, and a little bit of parsley, and a tiny bit of of um, oil in which I had infused a bit of garlic, and I cooked it on a low level of liquid until it was soft and tender and delicious and it doesn't taste like spinach. I know a lot of people will sometimes believe that all pot herbs taste the same, and they don't. Lamb's Quarter has its own specific taste, and it's not unpleasant, but it is not like spinach. So even though there are people who say that, it's not true, okay? So I will tell you though, it has its own unique flavor signature, and it's very good, so please try it. And it was delicious. Now what you may find um, when you're gathering lamb's quarter, if you want to duplicate this meal, is that you, if you like butter, might want to add a little butter if that's your palate. Or if you are into meat and want to eat chicken stock, you can add a little chicken stock and that's absolutely fine. Next door is a patch of wild onions. And I'm probably going to add that the next time I go back over there it will add a little perkiness. Walking onions do not taste the same as other onions, so if you're fortunate enough to have them, I do highly recommend you give them a try. And we also have some onions growing in our garden here. And I wanted to let you know that adding onion tops to your pot herbs gives them a distinct flavor. It really does. One way we could have improved the flavor, if I had had time, would be to add some mushrooms. To that lamb's quarter and it would have just brought that extra flavor, that umami, like umami, woo-mami, mommy all around. No, 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 okay, you're groaning, I can see you groaning, fine, moving on, but you don't have to stop there, if you like a little bite to it, remember a few episodes back, we talked about eating the magnolias. You could add a few magnolia leaves while it's cooking and then remove them for a nice perky bite. Um, I do recommend experimenting with your food. Right now, we're looking at a common wood sorrel around here popping up in my garden. So I might add the pods next time. Eat your yard. That's really what it comes down to. So I guess we've come to the end of our first of a series of episodes today, the day of my daughter's graduation, also the day of birth, the birthday of the guardian, the foster mom I had growing up. I was lucky to have two sets of moms and two sets of dads, so this, this works out really well because it's a day of celebration all around, and I would like to think that she's looking at us now. And and living life. And so is Earlene. That's my daughter's great grandmother. I really hope all of her ancestors. And our ancestors. Are looking down and saying. You've done well. And I believe they are. So. From my home to yours. Happy foraging. Go outside. Learn what's out there. Learn what's edible. Learn what's not. Know what's been around it before you pick it and eat it and I'll see you next time here. But first, I do want to take a moment to talk about another thing, and that is responsible neighbor foraging. If you're going to forage in your neighbor's yard, you should get permission if they still live there because anything else kind of makes you a jerk, you know? And I don't want to make my friends in the jerks, and we're friends, right? You know, I I love sharing things with my friends. And one of the things I want to share is a code of ethics. So keep that in mind before you take anything from a yard. Because maybe they're growing it on purpose. Just because you don't know they know what it is, doesn't mean they don't. And now, I will say goodbye. And I hope to see you on the next episode of My Magical Cottagecore Life. Goodbye.